And I have the, the privilege this morning of introducing our speaker. And Sika comes all the way from Montana. He's one of our dear and beloved missionaries who left our congregation years and years ago to spread the gospel and represent us uh, in Montana and other parts of the world. So can you give him a please, uh, just a warm welcome as he comes forward. Man, God is good. Oh, that was a cool song. Where, where I go, he goes with me, right? Because the Bible say, um, there's two or three gathered together in his name. He's for sure with them. Amen? How many of you are very glad that God is not a liar? He's true to his word. And know that he's here with us. Amen? There's so many people in different religions. I travel in different parts of the world. They are still begging for their God to be with them, but we don't have to beg for our God. Now he says, I will be with you. So blessed are you who comes in the name of the Lord. What a beautiful day that is. When you come together in the presence of God, he's a faithful God. And that's one thing I love about serving the Lord is that uh, he's true to his promise and promises and never fail. So may the Lord bless you and it's good to be here. Talofa to you. Talofa is our greeting. When you say aloha in Hawaii, we say talofa. In Samoa, it means let us gather together in the presence of life, the presence of love, which is the presence of God. So talofa to you. Greetings to you from, uh, well, actually, I brought my family. I promised to Pastor Duane and Verda and the family here. I will do my best to bring my family back to make sure I'm doing a good job. So I have my wife here, Rita, and then Tiana. Uh, uh, this will be her last uh, year of uh, high school. And then Lena will be her last year of middle school. And then Uriah just does the fire knife dance and uh, hang out with the natives. So, so it's good to, to be here. Um, and uh, greetings from our YWAM base. And uh, I'm also leading the, 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 the YWAM Flathead Reservations and the Tribal Waves. Uh, also greetings from the church that I am the lead pastor of a small congregation on the, flat, on the Native American Reservation called the Flathead Reservation. Greetings from the church. It's doing good and uh, it's a good season for our church too. At this point, and um, got a privilege to, to uh, pick up another job. I guess I always look for something to do. And I became one of the, the leaders of the Northwest region for the Youth of the Mission. There's about 100 uh, something YWAM bases that's under our leadership. So, greeting from that part of the world too. And um, all started from the little Fairlawn Mennonite Church. Yeah? Amen? So, it's, uh, it's amazing how God. Uh, does his work truly, uh, his word is true that, you know, his kingdom is like a seed. It, it drops in a good soil and grow and grow and grow. So welcome to that part of the growing season, that part of, of God, because it's his word. How many of you are blessed that his word is not our word, it's not my word, it's not Pastor Dwayne's word, it's not other people's word, it's his word. And you know when it's, if it's his word, it's going to grow, it's going to multiply, it's going to bear fruits. So may the Lord bless you. There's so much report I, gotta, I could bring to, to you, but I uh, promise my family I won't do a lot of uh, meeting, meetings, even though I missed one of my most important meetings, was I had so much fun I forgot about a mission board meeting. So I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, but uh, but I, I, uh, uh, Pastor Duane was asking me what I wanted to do. He just give me a... Uh, not knowing there's two service, I said yes to all. Uh, Pastor Duane said, well, you know, it's due service. Okay, I might as well do something while I'm on vacation. So, so it's good to be here, to take, bring the family to visit uh, 
the, the in-laws and uh, the uh, home church, the church that I love the most. And uh, it's so good to see um, the... I, I better be careful, you know, the guys that we were running around when I was in the youth group, you know, and uh, I saw one of the guys that inspired me to come this side of the world just today. You know, I remember Troy just got out of the, his outreach and he talked about Ohio. I said, man, that guy's cool, you know, and, uh, well, you know, I ran into Jeff and then I ran into Rita and now I ended up being a part of the family. I'm married to the sister, so it's good to see, and uh, obviously it's so true, good to see you too. I was uh, visiting the dean, and, and Mackenzie just came and, and bring the baby and introduced his wife. I was like, man, this is so good. You know, it's uh, obviously something right, something good is happening to see uh, young people, you know, continue, you know, to build family strong and be together. Uh, the reason why I say this, because I... You know, I ministry in the area that uh, families are so all fall apart, you know, and, you know, I got to work with uh, uh, one of my involvement right now is with the uh, law enforcement. I'm, I'm a, a good friend of the uh, tribal chief of police, so I got to meet with him and talk and pray things through. Also got involved with a lot of the uh, tribal programs, you know. They call me, I'm the Bible chief, you know, because they know I'm a Samoan, one of the chiefs of Samoa. They call me either the Bible chief or the Bible medicine man. So whatever way they give to me, God has been opening up a lot of doors for me to come and talk about uh, the culture, you know, and, and, and how God is involved in this cultural thing. And uh, I was just in, uh, in Fort Beck Reservation where... There was quite a few medicine men, and I, got to, I came in and got to come in as, with our team, and they asked me, you know, they give this medicine man like uh, 20 minutes, and they give me like two days. So obviously God is doing something because this is my, my third year to go to these gatherings, and, uh, and they like the way I bring in the message. You know, they all know I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, but uh, obviously they like it. So God is um, opening up doors. I got to... Uh, Ever since I became a pastor, as I think I shared uh, last time I was here, you know, I never thought I would be a pastor in that part of the world, but the Lord kind of lead me in to uh, take over this role. So I'm, I'm still not sure I am a, a good pastor, but I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. And, uh, but what I noticed that Native Americans have started involving more with the churches. You know, they, they want to be members of churches now. You know, I, I got to baptize Native Americans. Even I got the privilege of doing weddings for them. You know, because back in the day, they never thought, you know, church and them interact. So they know I'm a pastor now. I, I got to do a lot of, uh, of quite few um, funerals with some of the highly respected uh, tribal members, which is used to be either the medicine man do it or the or, the, or the, the, the Catholic priest and stuff like that. So it's really, God is opening up those doors. I'm new to it. You know, I'm just humble and walk in and just you know, do the thing of just really allow the Holy Spirit to, uh, to, to uh, do whatever he wants to do uh, uh, through uh, our little team and our family. So thank you for your prayers. And um, I pray with me. There is a uh, family up in the little north part of us, about three hours northeast of us. On the plains, they uh, have a. They're trying to look for a place to 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 to, to care. I still gotta finalize the papers, but uh, but pray that we'll make the a good decision on this, because it's a it's an old motel that's about 48 rooms. They wanted to. Uh, they heard about our ministry and they heard about how we walk with tribal people, and um, they say, well, pray about this. So, you know, pray that I'll have some leaders, some some people that can can. Uh, 
you know, we are, I feel like there's a new um, a path to cut at this point. So, so uh, um, just wanted to bring a little update of what we're doing. And thank you for your prayers. And for some of you that don't know me, my name is Sika. I was uh, born in the islands of Samoa and uh, uh, got the privilege to marry to uh, one of the ladies from your church. And um, I'm blessed, very, very blessed. And currently we uh, I'm uh, um, directing the base and, uh, and a pastor in uh, Montana, but I involve a lot with, uh, with the international missions of Youth of the Mission. Also, I'm one of the leaders now in the group called Watchmen for the Nations, which is really good. Really, uh, I'll be in Egypt. Uh, hopefully, if things go well, I'll be in uh, Thailand for the YWAM together in uh, early September. Then the end of uh, September, I might be in Egypt. It's some of the things that's really cool. I, I hope I can explain someday how this whole thing of, of coming into the spiritual warfare, you know, the guy that leads, leads this uh, gathering is Egyptian, and he has all this understanding about the gods of Egypt that influence the world, influence America, the whole, the, the sun god, you know, that influence, you know, most of the governments and economy. So we're going there behind the Nile River where uh, well, now where this Nile River started, we're going to go there and have a, just a time of worship. It's only a few of us that are going there. Then we have a bigger gathering in Cairo. So I'm a kind of, these things, uh, keep it low-key right now because uh, Egypt is pretty dangerous at this point, especially uh, uh, David Damon, you know, the leader, he's an uh, uh, Egyptian. He wants us to come, obviously, say, you know, Sika, you guys look Egyptian. You know, just come there and, and, and join us in worship and uh, bring in the tribal uh, uh, teachings and the tribal style of worship. So be praying. I involve a lot in tribal ministries, which is something that I never thought, you know, I'll get to use here in America. But, uh, but God, you know, I believe with all my heart. Now, you know, I, I involve international missions and all that, but I really, my key focus is America. You know, I really believe that God is, uh, is reaching back to America, you know, to reach this nation because you notice almost every country has a member in America. You know that? And that's why God is, that's why the enemy don't want America to be strong because as long as we're weak, we're not going to do any impact in the world. But God wants us, and that's why I really feel drawn into, into reaching, discipling the indigenous people or the tribal people of America. That's why involved with, the, with natives, Native Americans, First Nation people. So it's exciting, guys, because God is bringing America to its full, full healing, which is when, when the nations, you know, I always think that America is a United States, but I think it's a United Nations. Amen. There's so many nations in this country, and that's why we can impact the world. So if you're kind of new, if these things are new to you, may God bless you, but God is in a bigger mission, you know, and we're excited, you know, to be a part of that. And you are part of it, too, by praying for us and allowing us and, and, and be with us as we go out there. As there's a saying in Samoan, they say, It means the front line is as much, uh, the home front is as much important as the front line. Without the home front, you know, people that home, you know, there's nothing happening up there. So I really want to acknowledge that and I want to say on behalf of my family and, uh, and our team, we'd like to say thank you for our title lover. May I say, uh, how are you? You know, Vasislaus? Yeah, I, I love languages and that's all I know, you know, so... Uh, forgive me if I go a little overboard this morning with uh, some stuff because I don't get this chance to be back home. It's really, really good to be back. Me and my, my uh, oldest daughter is going to fly back on Tuesday. Rita is going to uh, drive back 
on a Friday or Saturday if she decides to come back. So pray that she'll come back. I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, I heard that uh, Keith said he, he likes when people clap, you know. So back home where we come from, we always clap to, to say that it's a good thing coming. Amen. So are you ready for the Word of God? There you go. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I'm a pastor, and I, uh, coming into the spring this year, I was just look, looking at the church, looking at the community, look at my involvement in this community, and looking at our team, and, and the Lord put something uh, uh, in my heart about this series about living to make an impact. You know, it's so, for us, uh, um, you know, natural human beings, we always try to, to, to do something, and also in missions, we like to go out there and, and preach and all that, and I was spending some time with the Lord, you know, looking at the, the because by the way, we didn't really have a spring, we just have a a winter and it skip everything and almost like a summer. So, so anyways, uh, I was looking at the snow one time and, and the Lord, uh, and they see how things were getting ready for the spring. And the whole idea of impacting the community come to my mind. And I was watching the, the trees that uh, having their leaves again, watching my wife try to do a little garden and stuff like that. And the Lord started putting this, uh, this whole series about living to make an impact. So I've been preaching in the last six weeks on this, and I'm just trying to bring this all together on Sunday. And so hopefully bear with me, and English is my third language. So if you don't understand, you know, we'll talk later, you know. But, uh, but anyway, it's about living to make an impact. You know, we underestimate the fact that we can impact the world from here. And sometimes, oh, the missionary is going to go out there and do things and stuff like that. Oh, Pastor Dwayne and, and the church leaders going to do that. And forgetting that we have a, a key role to play in this world. Amen? Because we carry the presence of God, and God is with us. And when we got saved, we also giving a gift and a blessing to be a part of what God is doing in our community and the world. So living to make an impact, and I was looking at this, and all of a sudden, the parables of the soul came into my mind. So go to, go to that page there. I will only talk from, uh, there's a few books there. You can uh, look at it later. But from the Matthew chapter 13, I'm going to, you know. So number one, today I'm going to introduce to you three S's that hopefully will help you to impact, you know, to, to make an impact in this community and make an impact in your life. By the way, you cannot really impact out there till you yourself have a, God has an impact in your life. So, so the idea of the soul, it says here, you know, Jesus came around and uh, the day Jesus went out of the house, it sat uh, by the lake, such a crowd gathered around him that he uh, got into a boat and sat, it, sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. This is a very, very famous uh, uh, parable. You know, and Jesus, obviously, we're going to talk later about, the, about, the, about the, 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 the soil that Jesus keyed into in, the, in this sermon. But he started out with a, he says, um, Then he told them many things. A farmer went out to sow his seed. See, in order for us to impact our community, in order for us to make an impact, we got to understand that we are sowers. Amen? So the first ask I'm going to introduce to you today, I'm sure you, maybe some of you already know, is being a sower. Now, and I love this. Of course, Jesus didn't really talk about this uh, sower, but he was talking about the, uh, the person that go out and sow his seed, you know? And I was, that hit me right away, and the Lord just kind of gently, you know, God has his way of, you know, when you're kind of Frustrated a little bit, you're kind of wondering a little bit. Uh, the, the Lord has a, has a gentle way. That's what I love about our God. You know, He loves us so much. 
that when we get frustrated, he's so calm, he's so gentle with us. And then I was like, God, what is my next thing? What is it? And the Lord says, just make an impact. I said, how am I going to do that? Just go back to be a good sower. Amen. Go back to be a good sower. Because see, the seed, it didn't start with the seed. It started with the sower or else the seed is going to sit up there, you know. And, and Jesus made this, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why he was talking about this parable, because that's what he was doing. He was being a sower. And Jesus wants us to be a part of what he's doing. It's just us involving in what he's doing. And be a sower, you know. And you know, sowing seeds is not easy. In the next uh, book of uh, Psalm there, he talks about, you know, a good sower said, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seeds for, for sowing, will certainly come again with joy, carrying his sheaves. Amen. Sowing is not, really easy. it's not really easy, but we forget that we can easily do that wherever we are. And the Lord kind of spoke to me and Zika, just remember you are a sower. Remember that, you know, when I came to the reservation, I never thought, you know, I would be in, a, in such place. You know, and, uh, and you know, I had a vision, and I shared with Pastor Duane and the church, and they released me and said, Sika, we are behind you. And I, I left, you know, and I came to the reservation. It was a totally different place. You know, it was one of, I, it's just absolutely different from here. You know, when I came back here, because, you know, you live there more years than coming back. I come back here, I feel like I'm inside the house. When you go to Montana, you feel like you're camping outside. You know, and, and, and it's a different ground. What I mean is it's different. But what the Lord has told me is, Sika, you got to sow the seed. You know, let me, tell you, let me tell you, you know, some of the places that I went and sowed seeds, they are not really ready places. You know, they were not there waiting for me. Preach it, Sika. They just gave me the look, who are you? You know, they say things to me that kind of discourage me and say, well, you are brown inside and you are... You know, you are brown outside and you are white outside. You're just doing what the white man tells you to do. All these people saying things to me, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to the fundamentals. I'm going to sow the seed. I'm just going to keep sowing. A few years later now, the same people that say things about me just come and, thank you, can you pray for my children? You know, I just got a text while I was here at the kids. One of my boys wanted to be baptized, and, and I asked that boy, who could you think, because they go, don't come to our church. It's like, the, the boy was talking about you because you were helping coaching the football team, and said, the coach can't baptize me. Because, they, you know, sometimes you change your name. If the pastor sounds a little unwelcome, you've got to change your name. So I became a coach. So everywhere I say, hey, coach, hey, coach. And then they come to the church, I'm preaching. I was like, whoa, coach is preaching. You know, so you got to find some way to be a sower, you know, and, and that's what's happening, you know. So you, we got to take the place of being a sower. Now don't just wait and just let the other people sow. By the way, sowing is a responsibility, it's a privilege that the Lord has given to us. And I also have to remember, somebody has to sow to me in order for me to be here. Let me tell you, I, I'm blessed with the wife, you know, that... That Pastor Duane, the church here, and I'm sure I'm looking at some of the people that helped to sow into this beautiful woman that I married and the, the woman, the right hand of, my, of the call of God in my life. And I get, I'm forever grateful for those who sowed in her life. You know, you can sow in your kids. You don't have to be such a famous person. You can just sow in your kids. You can sow into your life. Every, all of us can be a sower. You don't have to be young just to be a sower. You know, when you're a dad, you're a different sower. When you're a grandpa and grandma, you're different. You know, we all, but the Lord is wanting us to remember that he called you to sow. 
So as number one I want to introduce this morning is the whole idea of us to being a sower. Then the number two is what? The seed. Everybody say seed. You know, the, the sower can't just go out there and do that. You've got to have some seeds in your hand. And you have, you have God's seeds. You better have plenty. Because the world is getting hard. The world is getting hard. So the second thing, in order for you to impact, make an impact in the community, wherever you're at. And I'm speaking to myself too. In order for me to be a good pastor, in order for me to be a good leader, wherever I'm at, in order for me to be a, a good person in the community, I've got to have seed. And seed of the word of God. There's a lot of other people that are sowing seed. I get involved in this tribal health talk and the tribal in the suicidal prevention. You know, they all kind of, I mean, there was, yeah, they were, it looks all right what they were sharing. And one of, the, one of the, the, the talk, you know, meeting, I raised my hands like, you know, this old idea of trying to stop people from committing suicide. You know, we talk about the spiritual stuff. I love it when they ta- start talking about the spiritual stuff because everybody started to spirits and all. But nobody understands what the spirit was. And that's why I like to go to these meetings. And I started talking, you know, this whole thing, how can we prevent the person from, uh, how would you come try to prevent the person from committing suicide? But we can't pro- uh, prevent them from committing abortion when they was, you know, not born yet. Oh, we got to prevent life. It doesn't matter. In order for us to prevent life, we got to understand who li- where life comes from. Like people, whoa. See, you got to have some seed, you know. You know. And they were like, Seeker, where do you, you know, and I come to do this, uh, the, the last meeting I was in Fort Peck, you know, and I, they asked me, what, they know I'm a pastor, they know I'm a missionary, I must have the seed of the word of God. At the end of that meeting, doing my session, they were started crying. And ask for prayers. Why? Because you've got to have some seed in your, in your hands. Being a good sower, you've got to have good so You know, and I was telling them about the word of God. The good thing is that these seeds, I think everybody has a Bible in their house. Amen? And if not, you have apps to download. So you really have no excuse anymore. You've got to have some seed. If you want to make an impact in your life and people around you, You've got to have some seed. You know, in, even this whole thing, me and, a, and, a, and a, I forgot if one of the, the guys here was like, Chica, the kids are growing, getting old. I said, yeah, they're getting bigger. Yeah, they're, get, they're getting bigger. We're getting, we're getting older. You know, they're, they're aging. We are kind of olding or something like that. You know, my point is that we have different seed too in this season of our lives. You know, it was easy for me to have patience when I was single. Now I gotta have a little bit more patience because of my kids. We gotta have seeds. You know, I gotta act up in my family. How many of you dads are you get act up? And the privilege to have kids uh, help you say, Dad, come on, you're a dad. You should be more patient. Like, I was just patient enough earlier. <laughs> well, more patience, Dad. But that's that's what we gotta have. We gotta have more seeds. We gotta have more patience. We have gotta have more kindness. We gotta have more kind words to say. We could have more, you know, time with the Lord. And that's what I meant by the seeds. You've got to have a seed in your hand and more of it if you want to make an impact. The sower, the seed. Number three is what Jesus keyed into this conversation with his, with his uh, uh, disciples. So the whole idea of having good soil. Amen? Everybody say soil. You know, we like this part and we all want it to be a good soil. And, uh, and uh, we're, we're going to take some time to look at this soil here now. I hope I have a, 
uh, enough time. You know, number three is the soil. Still the same, Matthew. It's like good soil is a soil that you have to work on, cultivate it. And then Jesus talked about this soil. He says, soil number one, and um, I'm sorry I'm not going to read to you because of the time, uh, the, the path-type soil. It's so weird when you think about it, but having, you know, people can see the kind of soil that you have, and what they see is what's going to impact them. Amen? They can see you kind of hard in soil. Oh, that guy's rough, you know. And about Jesus say, hey, there was, you know, this, you know, the good thing about the soil, it doesn't matter, you know, what happened to it. Sometimes you come to this place, you know, it's a hard soil, and you keep sowing. Keep sowing, you'll come back, you know. But Jesus talk about this soil, I call it the soil number one, the path type soil. We can't have hardened hearts if we want to make an impact in our families and in our communities. Jesus said that there was the seed falling into the path-type soil, and it was very easy to be taken away. Where are we at? What kind of soil do we have? If we want to impact the community, do we have hardened hearts? We've got to ask the Lord to soften our hearts. We've got to ask the Lord to just break our hearts. You know, sometimes it's, it's not bad to be weak. Because weak is when we're weak is when we're strong. Amen. I might be a little bit more broken. One of the hardest things with the body of Christ, we are so stiff. Let's be a little bit more broken. What I mean by broken, let's, let's be open and allow the Lord to, to tell you, yeah, I'm wrong. You know, and uh, let me tell you, you know, being a parent, so I'm sure, you know, I'm learning that if I get, keep on staying, staying stiff, I'm not going to have my kids home. But if I be a little bit more teachable, I will see, give me more time. And I'm talking about, you know, I'm so blessed with my family that tell me, Dad, you're a little hard there. You know, okay. You got to have a light, soft soil. You know, if, if I was a hardened, hard person, you know, my kids will come and like, I will act like my dad. And you all heard the story of my dad. I shall not talk back to dad. We say frustrated, we go out there and beat other people up because dad don't listen to me, to us. We get so frustrated at home, so we go beat people up. I thought I was a good rugby player until I realized I had anger issue. So everybody in front of me, I like to hurt them. So the Lord says, Sika, let me work with you. You want to make an impact. Got to look at the soil of our hearts. Get rid of those hardened hearts. And soil number two is the rocky type of soil. He said there's not enough soil. You know, we got to be rooted in, in order for us to make an impact. You know, I could be on the reservation and just do whatever I want to do with no roots. I will be swept out somewhere. Maybe you'll hear me join a cult because I never have a root. But we got to be rooted down. we got to get rid of some rocks that could be in our hearts. In order for us to make an impact, I'm speaking to myself too. If I'm going to be a leader, i got to get rid of some rocks in my, in my, in my life. So I can make an impact. So God can use you. So God can use us to make an impact in our lives. Rocky type soil. The problem with that is shallow and no roots. Have you ever seen a plant with short roots? How long that plant will grow? But remember our goal is to bear fruit. If you want to bear fruits, you've got to establish your roots. Amen? You know, have you ever seen a tree that have root, uh, fruits? And no roots, and he said, like the wind, it could be easily blown away. That's what Jesus said. A rocky soil. We've got to establish our roots. 
with the word of God. Healthy accountability. You know, as much as you hate that guy that always tried to tell you what to do, you might need that person. I know that. I need that. I have a friend that comes straight, Seeker, you sound hard. I go home and just, Lord, how am I doing? I just told that guy that you sound hard. I say, Sorry, Lord. You know. Establish some roots. Get into the Word of God. Like I said, we are privileged to have the Word of God at home, in our radios, even now in the Internet. Nobody has an excuse. I never read the Bible. It's downloadable. And if you don't use the Word of God, if you don't listen here, it's making it easy nowadays. I'm not, my eyes are kind of, I don't know if I'm getting older, I can't read as good anymore. So I turn on the, the audio Bible. I love it. I can do my workout, my walk, and listen to it. Establish your roots. Get, just get some a better soil to you. And then the soil number three is a thorny type of soil. See, there was other seeds that was inside there. Amen? And if you want to make an impact in, in this community, in your family, in your life, you've got to get rid of other seeds. You've got to have the Word of God. You've got to have the truth. How do we do this? This is the work of the Holy Spirit. You've got to ask the Holy Spirit, help me to see other seeds and weed them out. So I can stand alone in your word. Amen? Because there's always, we're living in the world that they sow seeds. The media is sowing seeds. Sports is sowing seeds. I mean, he's sowing seeds to the younger generation. I feel sorry for them. We never get so exposed to so many different kinds of seeds, you know, like this generation now. And that's why we got to be strong. we got to build family strong. Don't get mixed up. Check your soil. If, if your marriage is sort of shaking up, there must be some weeds there. Weed it up. Larry College, shut the back door. Come back in. Discuss things out. Submit everything in prayers. Hallelujah. Pray for your church. Get those weeds out. And right after that, in the same uh, book, that chapter there, the next chapter, Jesus talked about the mustard seed. You know, how his, how his, his kingdom is like a seed. Start it small. Plant the seed of prayers. Get out those, you know, sometimes the, the YouTube, sometimes the news, sometimes sports kind of blaze a, 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 like a, a, another seed into your life. You know, I'm talking to myself too. I started, you know, seeing my kids getting older. I kind of pick and choose what I get involved with. I can't save the whole world. But sometimes good things become those bad seeds. Amen? That's why you need the Holy Spirit, to help you. And if you can make that kind of impact in you, trust me, you don't have to be a missionary to make an impact in your neighbors and your community. Are you there? Are you ready for the, for the last S? Then we're going home? Well, the, 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 I haven't, the soil number four is a good soil which we all want to have. You know, it's very easy to pick up trash. That's what I always tell my football team and my kids when I get to privilege and, and our teams, like, don't pick up trash. If they talk trash about you, don't worry about it. Cultivate your soil. Work on your good soil. Good soil is a soil that's been cultivated. Praise to God that you have a church like this to help you to cultivate a good soil. If you need the word of God, you know, come back and hey, Pastor Dwayne, Steve, you know, I got this word. What do you think? Cultivate it. You know, is this something that I need? You know, it's about us being really, really transparent with our walk with God. Good soil. 
If you're married, you have your wife there, honey, how am I doing? Uh, us men is like, don't tell me I'm off. It's so good to have, you know, marriage. The original plan of God. Ask your, your wife, how am I doing? Oh, you're a little lazy today. Take it. Work the laziness out. Amen? Good soil. Same thing your wife asks, hey, honey, how am I doing? Ask your kids, how are we doing? The kids are the best ones who teach you. I learned so much more from my kids than every other things that I, seminars and workshops that I go to. Because they see me on the dinner table. They see me at home. They see me driving with them. Don't underestimate what you have right next to you. Don't always try to reach out to that family that you see on the TV. Look around your family. You can find good soil in there. Good soil has to be worked on. And Jesus said, you know, that's, that's a kind of soil that we need for his word to make an impact. Then the last ask that I would like to introduce to you um, is the whole thing of knowing your seasons. Everybody say seasons. Yes, yes, seasons. You know, I love coming back to the church because I know I'm coming into a new season. I'm excited. If you're a kingdom kind of person, you, you don't want to stay old. You want to stay young. You know, I come into the church. I can't wait to see my, my older friends, but I'm looking forward to see what's new. I come here and I hear news too that the church is going to build up. Yes, yes, that's what we want. You know, it's a season. The problem with us, we're living today's season with the yesterday's mentality. God is a God of seasons. Don't take him out. You know, and he always connects every season. Remember, he's faithful. It's us that we lack of our faith and understanding of who God is. We struggle with his characters. We don't know who he is. But God is faithful enough to connect every season if we allow him to be the leader. If we allow him to do his work in our lives. Amen. Seasons. You know, I, I thought I was good when I was single. I just young married guy too. After I got married, I thought I was good. <laughs> God is such a good God. He teaches you in every season. One kid is a season. Two kids is a season. Three kids is a season. Now like, ah. But God is so faithful. He worked those seasons in our lives. Amen? And we've got to look at the seasons you had. Some people still want to do ministry. It's just like, you know, when they were 20. It's like, hello, you're 40. That's 20 years ago. Some people want to do ministry just as, as uh, you know, it was just, we, let me, let me be, 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 be telling you a little bit of a truth. We can never go back to where things were. Amen? You know, because we're supposed to move forward. The cool thing is that God is God of what? The beginning and the end. When we're with him, we're connected. We're finding both the beginning and the end in God. Isn't that amazing? I should, somebody should clap on that one. Can you clap on that one? That's the first time I asked somebody to clap about something I said, by the way. I was just impressed. God is a God of the beginning and the end. Let's not worry about how things was done before. Let's put God in the picture. Let's allow God to work in us so he can connect us to the past. And he can show us the way to go to the future. That's why God is, is amazing about season. You know, the Bible says, Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 3, I won't read the whole verse here, the whole chapter here, but it said, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose 
under the heaven. Amen. Our time here on, in, on earth, we have seasons. And we must be faithful to those seasons so we can have a good time here on earth. Amen. When I was a coconut boy, I used to collect coconuts. There was no electricity where I lived. You know, I remember when, the, when they were pulling the power closer to my village, we got in the canoe and, dry, and, and ride our canoes to the next village watching for them to turn on their lights. You know, the, whoa, that's electricity. We see everybody in that house. They would battle all canoes back to our village, and that's a talk for the whole week. You know, my point is that that was that season of my life. I remember collecting coconuts and see the airplanes flying out. And I was like, someday I'll be out there wherever that airplane is going. And I had the right to go to the airport. When we finally had an airport, I was sitting there watching the airplane that arrives once a week. You know, that one day. What I'm talking about here is that God takes you to this season. But I'm so thankful that I went through those seasons. I remember when my mom, we didn't have money. I remember when my mom, you know, when we got some, finally got a good, like, say steak or whatever to eat. But my mom, because we were poor, you know, she couldn't cook the steak nicely. She has to make a soup. And let me tell you, I was, it was, smelled so good, you know, come back from collecting coconuts here. The soup was ready. But you know what we were ready for? My mom would scoop up the soup in this little bowl, go give it to that neighbors. And we go on. By the time I came back, all the meat is gone but the soup. Drinking the soup. I'm so glad I drank those soup. Because now I can do the same thing to the lost. Every little thing I have, I want to give to the lost. I didn't know my mom. So the seed in my life to be a missionary. That's why I want a key to where we're at. I thought I went to DTS and learned how to be a missionary. And the Lord said, No, no. Your mom and dad raised you to be a missionary. I remember my dad gets so mad when I go try to take somebody's thing. I would get so spanked. If I steal coconuts from the other people's village, I would get spanked and take that coconut back there. As a matter of fact, if I extra coconut, my dad would take me back and take the other coconut. My dad was sowing into me. He wasn't a perfect dad, but you know, when you have God in your life, maybe some people hurt you, maybe some, that's why seasons are very important. I'm glad I came here in the Fairlawn Mennonite Church and, and I was into a season that the Lord opened up the door for me and said, Seeker, the world is bigger than your Samoan little village. And opened my eyes to see that, there, you know, seasons of our lives. You know, we go through things in life. But we've got to allow God to heal us. Amen? We've got to allow God to have us go through seasons of our lives. Seasons, you know, our time on earth has different seasons. Seasons don't last forever. There was one time that something happened to me. I thought, that's it. I don't want to do nothing anymore. But I'm glad I didn't give up. There was one time I came back. I said, God, you know my heart is I want to serve you. You know my heart I want to. I left my island to serve you. And the Lord said, walk with me in this season. Walk with me in this season. And I started walking with him. I saw him healing me. And before you know, the next season is open to you. Ladies and gentlemen, church, if you want, I don't know if you're going through something in your life. Maybe you're going through something. Maybe you're about ready to give up. I encourage you to walk. Allow God to lead you. Take your hand into some seasons of your life. Seasons also help us to grow closer to God.
It's what, where, what you really, really want is to go closer to God. King David says, there's no other place I'd rather be than be with you, my Lord. You know, and that's what season did to you. There were some things, hurtful things that happened to my life. Somebody told me, Sika, don't give up. You know, so it was so bad, sometimes I feel like I had a heart attack. And my wife come beside me and say, honey, you will be. God is with us. I'm glad I went through those seasons. Now I, I go to places, I speak, people come up to me. I, I shared about my, me, how I forgave my dad, that season of my life. And this one girl just came up to me and cried and said, thank you. I was just about entertaining the thought of killing my dad. But because of your message today, where did I get that message? It's when I had to walk through. When I allowed God to help me to forgive my dad. Forgive people that hurt you. Those who are just seasons, it's not going to last forever. If you want to make an impact. I lost my mom. I still struggle with the fact that I wish my mom was here. And the Lord kept telling me, see, God, that was a season. You did your best. And the one thing about God that we love, that loves us so much, that even though we, we miss the things that we wish we could do with the loved ones, is what? He's faithful. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He makes things complete. When you make God first in your life, when you allow God to work in any issue of your life, he will restore you even better than you think. And you started seeing yourself make an impact in your family. Sometimes unfair things happen to us. And the Lord said, son, daughter, walk with me. It's just a season. Last thing I like to say about season is that we all, every season work towards a great harvest. Amen? Everybody say harvest. I'm, I'm done here. I'm sorry if I went long. Harvest. Always work to a great harvest. An amazing thing. God is counting on you to be a part of that harvest. The end of that uh, Ecclesiastes chapter is like that God created us to, to enjoy the labors of our life. Amen? And he was talking about the great harvest. We're going to enjoy this. I want to say thank you to you. Our church here for praying for us, investing into us. I can only imagine how many people in the world is going to stand with you. I've seen people giving their lives to the Lord. I've seen, I've seen non-believe. I mean, people became Christian. I've been seen family being restored through the ministry. And I count, and I count not. It was just, just me. No, I know you are behind. I know we are together. And one day, I've seen, I've seen so many people give their lives to the Lord. Seen thousands of people give their lives to the Lord. I've seen one, two, three little gatherings, little things that we do. Families being restored. It takes a team like you and I to impact. But you know what? It's much more powerful. When you come back as a missionary, home is strong. Amen? It makes you want to come back home knowing that there's a hope for our next generation. It's for us here at home to be strong. Fellow Mennonite Church, let's keep it up. Let's continue to make the impact. Fathers and mothers, I acknowledge some of the elders here. It's so good to come and see you smiling. The same smile I saw when I left. Still miss some of the elders when I was here too. And, and, but I know we're looking forward to it. Let's make an impact in this world. Amen? Let's make an impact in our community. We thank you very much, Holy Spirit. Thank you that it's your word. Thank you, Father, for loving us. 
Thank you for taking us as your children. We humbly come today and say, Lord, let your word make us be a good sower. Help us to have seeds in our hands. Help us to have good soil in our hearts. And help us to know the seasons of our lives. Heal us, oh God, because we want to be used. We want to be closer to you. Bless our congregation right now, Father. Bless our church here, Lord Jesus. Bless our missionaries. Bless our mission team that's going out. Bless those who are going to take DTS. Bless those who are at home here. Plowing the ground, the, the ground and, and work out at home here waiting for us. We thank you for the call in our lives, O oh God. Bless every business in this church. Bless the pastors and the leaders, O oh God. Bless every home that is here in this church. May the grace of God the Father, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon us now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you, Shay. Ipirfali, Verahemgeh.